to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. Welcome to Dr. Wayne Dyer's Inspiration, your chance to call Dr. Wayne Dyer and have a question or comment. My name is Diane Ray, taking your calls here in the studio here in Carlsbad, California. And Dr. Wayne Dyer joins us from Maui today. How are you, Dr. Dyer? I'm just great, thank you. How are you, Diane? Very good. Look forward to talking to you uh, on Mondays. Me too. And I just wanted to, to start off about the new book. I just have to throw that out there. I'm really excited for people to get a hold of this information. Excuses be gone. The new book will be out on the 26th, so it's it's just not far away, a few days away. It isn't. Uh, in fact, I've been uh, lecturing about it, and we have a new PBS special that's coming out about it on June the 1st. And uh and people are ordering it on Amazon.com now so they can get uh, advanced copies of it this, uh, the day that it comes out. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an exciting, exciting time. I'm, uh, I'm very thrilled with you. I'm, I'm also, by the way, for those of you who are Ellen uh, fans, I'll be on her show this Friday. I'm leaving for Los Angeles tomorrow, and I'll be taping her final show of the season uh, tomorrow. On, uh, uh, <clears throat> and we'll be talking about Excuses Be Gone there on the Ellen Show this coming Friday. Oh, great so, news. Yeah. I love Ellen. I, I watch her at the gym. <laughs> I I love her very much. I, uh, I I truly am a very very close friend of hers, and I'm very I was very proud that she asked me to marry her and and uh, and Portia and uh, and of course Portia de Rossi. She's the star of uh, my film The Shift as well. And will we be giving away some DVDs today? Absolutely. Everybody who calls in will give them a copy of The Shift if you haven't seen it, and if you have, we'll give you one to give away. Um, but the excuses be gone thing, it's, it's a very, very fascinating uh, area for me. Uh, and it's, you know, most, most people think that it's, uh, it's a very difficult process to uh, change lifelong thinking habits. Uh, and for almost everyone it is. Um, <clears throat> but when I started the writing of this book, it was my, my intention to really uh, bring forth uh, information that uh, could help people to change uh, lifelong thinking habits, a ways of being, like people who've been overweight for their whole life, people who've been who've had suffered from addictions for very long periods of time, people who've had uh, issues around poverty and 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 and, <clears throat> and repeat themselves over and over again in relationships, people who've been shy for uh, you know for for all of their life, people who've lived in fear, whatever it is, especially so many of these things were handed to us when we were just little boys or little girls by uh, <clears throat> by these mind viruses that were placed in our heads. Uh, uh, by our parents and our culture and our religion and our schools and our businesses and our television sets and our advertising and so on, we and we sort of adopted these uh, these memes, these ways of looking at, uh, at at what life is and what's possible for me and so on. And in Excuses Be Gone, what I did and I really channeled a lot of this from Lao Tzu. I know that sounds strange, uh, but it's uh, it's the truth. Uh, I have this wonderful painting in my. Uh, that was sent to me by a listener on this show, and I, I really listened very carefully and meditated and took notes and and decided that um, that you know, changing behavior um, that you've had for a very, very long time doesn't have to be a long, involved, difficult, laborious, therapeutic, uh, endless amounts of money and time spent on it, that if you really go to work on the thoughts that support the uh, the <clears throat> the addictions or the weight uh, the overweightness or the the shyness or the lack of money whatever it is uh, and you begin to examine what it is what kinds of thoughts that you have in back of your head 
that uh, that continuously remind you that this is the way you are, and you you start to look at them. And, and I created this what I call the excuses be gone paradigm, which is really explained thoroughly uh, in the book. And I have seen people make radical changes, and I'm one of them. I, I talked about it last week on the show. Um, I've carried around 15 or 16 extra pounds around my middle, um, this uh, what they call man weight. <laughs> you know, as you get older, you get thicker kind of a, a thing that we that people tend to believe. And I decided to go to really apply the paradigm to myself, and uh, I, I made some radical changes by changing ar- around what I believe about myself. And in less than 30 days, uh, something like 17 pounds uh, just disappeared from around my waist. Uh, and, re- and within within an hour of really putting that all to work uh, and, and reducing my sugar intake and so on. So I decided that before I lectured about it or before I uh, went out there and talked about it, uh, I was going to really put it to the test to myself. And if it would work for me, then I can make it work for me because getting rid of those final pounds around the center. And I'm six foot two. I can carry them around without looking overweight, but uh, I always knew that it was there. And uh, it was a wonderful experience to just look in the mirror and see that um, I don't have to carry that. Who wants that spare tire? Yes, you don't need it. And uh, in almost every, you know, you see men over men over fifty. Almost every one of them, they just look bigger and thicker as they as they get older. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. I don't think. Well, what's interesting in the information that you give in the book, and um, you had mentioned uh, mind viruses and memes, and uh, I had been reading Virus of the Mind that you cite in your book. And and I think Mm. that, you know, you're saying how what we believe is is so powerful and how it can change our lives, but it can also change other people's. And when we start changing these destructive memes in our own lives, it can, uh, it'll, it'll be a good virus. It'll kind of replicate to other people. Absolutely, it does. And as a matter of fact, because and it's what happens is you begin to demonstrate a, a different kind of a person that you are. You begin to sh- shift your energy within yourself, and that infects people around you in a, in a dramatic way. For example, I walk out on stage now, and there'll be three thousand people in an audience, and I can talk about this kind of a thing. As and I couldn't talk about it and experience it if I didn't hadn't gone through the experience myself. And thousands of people, even now, even people listening on the radio from all over the world, get become impacted by the the idea that I don't have to continue to be the way that I have always been, uh, supporting what it what self defeating behaviors or thoughts that I've had with the thought system because it's all supported by a way of thinking. And when you change the way you look at things, uh, you know, the things you look at do begin to change. And uh, I started changing the way I looked at uh, what my body has to look like uh, in at, at this time in my life. And uh, literally, it began to change. And, and that's just one little s- small sort of vain uh, example. But uh, I've seen people with massive eating disorders and people who've uh, lived in, in poverty and told themselves that they can't afford to do something, or people who've been sick uh, and sickly for a long time. When you begin to change the way you look at your capacity to heal yourself, um, you begin to see those, uh, the, those diseases and things uh, no longer being a part of your life. So it's a very exciting thing, and I think that people who read this book and get to the end of it and decide to really be serious about just applying the seven-question the seven question, uh, uh, excuses be gone paradigm, I think you'll see major changes, and I'm very excited about it. Well, I can't wait for it to get out there on the 26th, mm-hmm. and you can uh, pre-order it, like we mentioned, so go to hayhouse.com or on Amazon, 
and make sure that you're one of the first to get your copy. And um, people are starting to roll in. We've got calls coming in from all over. So, uh, oh, great. Let's take a few. Let's do it. Let's go to Mark. And he's calling from New York on Line 3. And welcome to the show, Mark. You're on with Dr. Wayne Dyer. Hello, uh, Dr. Dyer. Um, I'm calling from New York, and uh, I'm somewhat familiar with your work. I saw you recently on the uh, Hay House video. It's with uh, Ms. Hay here. It's called um, You Can Heal All Your Life. You Can Heal Your Life, uh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes, and it's a pleasure to talk to you today. So basically what you're saying is to um, improve your life, is to change all your thoughts, is that your basic way of doing things? Yeah, it's like you have to understand that you get you, you you know you get what you think about whether you want it or not, and uh, it's and if you believe that something is impossible or it's going to be difficult or it's going to take a long time or that you're too old or too young, uh, or you don't have the energy, whatever it is, whatever kind of thought system that you have uh, that allows you to continue uh, attracting into your life the things that you don't want, it, when you begin to instead of looking at changing what you want, change around how you process your life and your world. That's, okay, that's basically the message. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, listen, Mark, uh, have you seen the shift? No, I haven't. You haven't? Well, let's stay on the line, and we're going to get your address, and we're going to send you a copy of the movie. If you like, you can heal your life. I promise you, you'll love the shift. Okay? Thank you so much. You're welcome. Stay on the line. Thanks. God bless you. And we've got a really interesting question here, Dr. Dyer, on line one from Carlos, and he's calling from the United Arab Emirates. Long okay. distance on line one. So welcome to the show, Carlos. You're on with Dr. Wayne Dyer. Hi, Wayne. How are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Lovely to, to talk to you. It must Wayne, be a... late at night there, yes, right. Yes, it's 11.25 here. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your show. Great. Wayne, I have a question. I was, I was a race Catholic, and I... But I don't believe religion is the right way to get to God. I believe in mm-hmm. God. Then um, I have to, uh, young children now, uh, seven and, and, and four, and I would mm-hmm. like to have, have maybe tips or tricks how to talk to them about God, but not specifically uh, binding them to a specific religion. I like them for them to to to, uh, to have that choice later on uh, right. if they want to pursue. So. That's my question. Yeah, it's a good question. It's a very good question. I, I have a, 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 ch- a couple of children's books out that I think you would really like. One is called in- uh, Incredible You, which really talks about who they are uh, in, in story form with pictures and so on, and also Unstoppable Me. Um, uh, and there's th- there's two others as well. Um, <clears throat> there's one on excuses and and uh, one on on dealing with money. But uh, th- those first, particularly those first two, deal with that. But I, I I you know I I'm the same way. I you have to be really careful about talking about religion because there's always somebody's toes that are ready to be stomped on, and there's most people are out there looking for occasions to be offended. And uh, religion is always a good occasion for them to be offended about something. And and I'm not here to put down anybody else's religious beliefs uh, and, and to find to find fault with it at all. But I understand exactly, and, and that's exactly how I raised my children. I raised my children to uh, uh, to think about uh, not only who you are as a, as a, as an individual, but uh, the most important question that I always found found most difficult for me, and and one that really in, incites a lot of uh, 
thoughtful analysis by, by children is where did I come from? You know, like, not so much where am I going, but where did I come from? Like, you know, we know, you know, quantum physics teaches us that particles don't come from particles. You know, that uh, what <clears throat> what the great spiritual masters like Jesus and Lao Tzu, you know, Lao Tzu said in, in the Tao Te Ching that all being, all being, that is all form, comes from non-being. And Jesus said it's the spirit that gives life. You know, the flesh counts for nothing. So that all of us, we didn't come from our parents. We didn't come from the particles uh, that we, th we think of when we think about how we, how we come into this world. We came from an energy field, a pure energy field. And, and what does that energy field look like? It, uh, it has no form. Uh, it is oneness. It is it is peace. It is love. All creation takes place in a in a spirit of love and uh, and kindness and gentleness, and that's how I talk to my children. Uh, and I have eight children, and I've raised them all this way. They they've been exposed to the various different kinds of religions. I want them to know about Hinduism and Buddhism and and Catholicism and uh, you know <clears throat> and uh, Islam and so on. I'm I'm ha I'm happy to have them into, but I want them to have within them an idea that uh, you know that about who they are as human beings so i ask them all that time if if who you came if you must be like what you came from and what you came from is spirit and what spirit is is love then who you are is love and all you have to do to be you know it's like i always tell my children you know if you don't have a temple in your heart you'll never find your heart in a temple you know it's it's not about uh it's it's not about going into the temple and practicing a whole bunch of nitpicking rules that other people have laid down about how you have to lead your life and what constitutes a good person and 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 then donate money to it as well but have a temple in your heart rather than you know finding trying to find your heart in a temple and a temple in your heart just means just practice what the great spiritual teachers whoever they are whether they're Jesus or Lao Tzu or Muhammad or or, or you know, Buddha or whomever, what were they teaching? All of them were teaching that God is love. God is love. Be in a state of love, and you are as religious as you need to be. That's the way I talk to them. Thank you, Wayne. Okay. Do, do you, Thank you. Stand, do you, stand by. We're going to get a copy. We're, we're going to send you a copy of the movie. Sure. Yeah. So would you, how would you describe God to, to your children or to a young children who seven, who, I mean, when you say uh, a spirit or... It's for them a bit of a, yeah. a, a, a I just tell them that God, I, I, I would always say to them what I would say to anybody, not just my children, but anyone else, you know, that the same thing that Jesus said about God, God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in me, and I in him. And and God is that source, you know, and it's like it has many names. You can call it God or the Tao or spirit or divine mind or consciousness or Krishna or Allah. It doesn't matter what you call it. God is that source, that invisible source from which all things arrive to which all things return that does nothing but leaves nothing undone. It is the perfection of creation. Just look around you. And you, it's just like I was reading out on the patio this morning, my the first chapter of this book that I'm writing, and the wind came up and blew some of the pages away, and I had to go inside. And I said to Joanna as I was, as, as I was reading to her, I said, the wind is just like God. You can't see it. You can't get a hold of it. You can't touch it. Nobody's ever seen the wind. But we all know that there is such a thing as wind on the basis of what, it, what the results are what the results are. You know, we, we can see what it does, but we can't see it. It does nothing, but it's leaving nothing undone. That's how I see God, the great mystery. Okay? Thank you, Wayne. Thank, Thank you, you. Wayne. Stand by. We're going to get your address and send you a copy of the movie all the way over there in the Middle East. Okay?
Yeah, it might take a few weeks, but it'll get there. <laughs> it'll get there. <laughs> it'll get there yeah. eventually. Let's go to Dawn. She's calling from Wyoming on Line 10. And welcome to the show, Dawn. Hello, and thank you for taking my call. And congratulations Hi. on your marriage. Thank you. <laughs> And Dr. Dyer, thank you so much for taking my call. I love all your PBS specials and your books. Oh, good. Well, there's a brand new one going to be showing there in Wyoming on June the 1st, so watch for it. There is? Oh, I will. I wonder if Yeah, it's called Excuses Be Gone. Yeah, June the 1st, and it's also, there'll be a big ad for it in the USA Today, that uh, full-page ad that day on Excuses Be Gone. Awesome. And And I'm going to watch it Friday on Ellen. Yeah, I'll be on Ellen on Friday. I'm excited yeah. about that, too. Yeah. I'm always excited to be on with her. I just adore her. She's, She's a the kick. Best. Yes, she really is. Um, my question is, on writing it down, okay, I get, I have an incredible life. Life's been good to me. Um, when, there's times I get feelings that things are going to manifest and they're going to be awesome. I mean, that something really awesome, something big is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it feels really good. But then, for some reason, and I don't know if it's me or then, right after that, then it's like an emotional down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. And I was, I was wondering if you write it down, if you should refer, if do you refer back to yours or do you just just leave things uh, alone and believe it's going to happen mm-hmm. and move on? I just, uh, I just, you know what, uh, Don? I just go to something that I call a knowing. And it's a place within me that nobody else ever gets to visit. Uh, and you have it too. Everybody, everybody listening has it. Um, it's like, uh, there's a sign somewhere inside of you that says do not enter. And it's that place, you know, nobody, uh, nobody's allowed, certainly nobody's allowed to enter there who, uh, who doesn't believe in, in, uh, in what it is that I would like to manifest or attract for myself in my life. But even so, it's that very personal, private, existential aloneness place that's within each and every one of us. And in that place, I just have a big K. N-O-W-I-N-G written across there, knowing. I absolutely know it. When I, I, I mean, I don't say to myself, you know, things that I'm not going to manifest. Like I don't say I want to be the quarterback for the, for the, uh, you know, for the New York <laughs> mm-hmm, Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that is just, it's just not on the list. It's not what I'm interested in. It's not possible. It's not any of those things. Right. But what, but what I do put in there, are what I absolutely have a knowing that I can attract and manifest and that I am, you know, that every time it doesn't manifest, every time it doesn't show up on the time schedule that I get, I have to remind myself, you know, it's like the Beatles really had it right. I mean, they really had it right. Let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be. There will come an answer. Let it be. You know, it's like in The Course in Miracles it says infinite patience produces immediate results immediate now now that seems like such a paradox infinite patience produces immediate results but when you put out something into the universe that you intend to attract in your imagination and then you assume the feeling of that wish fulfilled and you begin to act from that the infinite patience part of it means that you have a knowing that it's going to come it's not going to come on your schedule because nothing does that's just your ego saying this is the way god should be providing things for me or how the world should be working but if you have just an absolute knowing instead of you looking for all the reasons why it can't happen which is what you do when you don't have patience you start saying oh it's not working oh it's been look it's been three months now or it's been 
spend six years or whatever it is, you you know, and you start inv- invoking your ego in the process of your manifestation. When you get that ego out of there and just have an absolute knowing, you now start looking for occasions to support what it is that you are believing, and that means that you start aligning yourself at a higher level. You start thinking with awareness, with and awareness to me thinking just means that with God all things are possible, or with source, mm-hmm. or whatever you know. So that if I can align myself with that place from which all things come to which all things return and know that nothing is impossible in that place and that's where i always think you have to be really careful now when you do this where you place your attention there's two there's two kinds of attention there's subjective attention and there's objective attention okay objective attention is the attention that you place on it because of something that's happening outside of you or because of something that somebody else says or some sort of negative reinforcement some circumstance that doesn't work right and it's not doesn't seem to be aligning right and so you use your uh, your focus your attention to uh to, to you know to focus it on those external kinds of things and you immediately move away from your uh from your inner vision Okay. Objective attention is the is the attention that no matter what somebody else says, no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what anybody else tells you, no matter how it looks out there, your subjective attention is coming from within you. You don't allow anything to smudge that picture. You don't allow any any anybody to uh, make your inner vision change from what it is it's just that's called a knowing and that's what i learned from abraham maslow when i was a very young doctoral student it is that you know it's like self-actualizing people always put their attention on what it is that they intend to manifest and they never allow anyone to smear that picture they just don't allow that and all of the external kinds of things of this of the objective uh, uh, attention that is coming that way you just you just sort of those are just objects that's just another you know that's just you know like the, the, Elizabeth Kubler Ross. You know who she was. She was yeah. like, she was a dear friend yeah. of mine. I loved her very much. Oh, and she, she yeah, yeah, she she was a triplet, and a lot of people don't know that about her. She was from Switzerland, and she did a lot of stuff on death and dying. But she had a wonderful line. She said, uh, "If you shield, let me see if I remember. If you shield the mountain from the windstorms, you'll never see the beauty of the carvings." Now, the beauty of the oh, carvings. Yeah, the beauty of the carvings is like all of the stuff that's coming along that doesn't seem to support your vision or what it is that you would like to have, those are all the storms. And and it's like you can't see the beauty of like all of the things that you have had to go through, the struggles, the difficulties, the hardships, the illnesses, the accidents, the losses, all of the... All of those things have shaped you into so the beauty of the carvings of your life come out of that. And what we do when we try to manifest is we try to deny that, you know, all, all of the windstorms. We try to act like they shouldn't be there. Uh, instead of being in a state of gratitude for all of these things that aren't working right now, because the more of this that happens, the more you will generate the energy to propel yourself to that higher place. Instead, we just want it to, we want the BMW to show up in our driveway tomorrow morning, you know, mm-hmm. all paid for, you know. I am or we want, yeah, but infinite patience produces immediate results. Here's what the immediate result that you get from infinite patience. You get a sense of peace, a sense of inner peace. Mm-hmm. Now, if I were to say to you, Don, I've got two wands here. Wand A, you can have this wand and you can have anything that you want. Anything you want. It'll be in your driveway tomorrow if that's what you want. But put that one down. If you want wand B, I can guarantee you with wand B that for the rest of your life, no matter what comes down the pike at you, you will have inner peace. You'll be in a state of peace. Which wand would you take? 
I picked that one to peace. Yeah, peace. because you'd want to be an inner peace. <laughs> and all of the troubles that you have go back to my my old, my agent, Artie Fine, who I loved very much from New York. Uh, when I first did Erroneous Zones, he said he used to say to me, Wayne, he said, I'm an old man, and I've had mo- many, many troubles. He said, most of which have never happened. You know, <laughs> all, of, all, all of those things are just stuff that we, you know, we use our mind to create all of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Be in a state of gratitude for all of the caca that comes into your life, mm-hmm. as well as all of the angels and the sweet-smelling stuff. You know, the people that smell bad, you know, very often have as much to teach you as the ones that smell so good. Okay. That's true. That's yeah. true. Right, oh, thank so you so much. It is. It's patience, have you, I think. Have you, yeah. Have you, and the infinite patience. But once you have the knowing, the ironic part of what I'm saying is once you get to this knowing place, mm-hmm. the stuff that you wanted, that you used to chase after, you don't even care anymore. And now it starts showing up. It's because you're not attached anymore. Because It's, it's our attachments to it so that create the problem. And then it's like you let go of it and you say, oh, my God, there it is. You know, and, and yeah. there's the, and it all, it all, it's like the, <laughs> the absence of it. You know, if you ask the question, where did I come from? Where did I come from? And I must be like what I came from. You came from nothing, and you came from oneness. Go to nothing. Go to nothingness. Go to silence. Go to that sweet, silent place within you and and see oneness instead of two-ness, and then everything that you ever wanted will manifest, and you'll have a knowing. Have you seen the movie? Have you seen The Shift yet? No, I haven't, and I'm so excited, and that's partly why I called. I want that. (laughs) You're on its, it's really on its way it. to you. Yeah, <laughs> okay. well, I, I'd love you to watch it. And, and I'll I, see and you I, on and it. And I wanted to talk to you, too, so that was <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is so just great. a bonus. You're such a beautiful woman. Thank oh, you. God thank bless you, you sweetheart. Thank Namaste. you. Namaste. Mm, thank you. And we'll get Don a copy of The Shift heading out to Wyoming. And we have just two minutes. Maybe we can do a That's minute good. of insight sure <laughs> for one mm-hmm. more person. Absolutely. And Amava's been waiting very patiently in Minnesota. Let's grab her real quick. Line two. And what's your question for Dr. Wayne Dyer? First of all, I want to say thank you very much for taking my call. You're very welcome. We only have a minute, so let's do it quickly, sweetheart. Quickly. Okay, I have made some amazing changes in my life. For the first time in my life, I know that I can grasp happiness, and now Mm -hmm. the terror has set in because it's a reality. Mm -hmm. And so, but how do I get past that? What are you terrified of? Honestly? Mm Mm-hmm. Happiness being a reality, because that's never been something that I felt was mm. for me, and I have come from such a deep, dank place, having survived every kind of abuse a person could have mm. inflicted upon them, mm-hmm. and I never believed that happiness was meant for me or that I deserved it, and now I've made that shift, but it's yeah. like, oh my God, I, I can touch it. What do I do now? <laughs> what what you do now is you wallow in it. You love it. You 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 just you, you just immerse yourself in it, and you stay in a complete to- state of gratitude. Number one, for all of the abuse and all of the stuff that you've had to put up with, because it taught you. Because you can't know happiness without unhappiness. You know, it's like we live in a world of dichotomies and, and pairs of opposites. Up doesn't up doesn't exist without down. Life doesn't exist without death. Male doesn't exist without female. North doesn't right. exist without south. You can't have. The the North Pole of a magnet without a South Pole. Okay, so all of these pairs of opposites have been very important to you. Be in a state of gratitude for that, and every single day wallow around in this in, the, in this happiness, and start giving it away. 
instead of hanging on to it and, 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 and thinking it's just something that you have to grasp, you don't have to grasp it at all. The more you give it away, the more you'll have it in your life. Just share it. And stay tuned. We're going to send you a copy of The Shift as well if you haven't seen it. And even if you I, have, we're going to send it to you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. That means a lot Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you to say. And I think Mm. wallowing in happiness is a great way to end the show. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) On an up note. And this has been Dr. Wayne Dyer's Inspiration. Thanks for joining us on HayHouseRadio.com, radio for your soul. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit HayHouse.com. Thank you for listening.